episode six of Talent Jackie. This is your host, Sean, where I talk about inside information and insight into the world of talent acquisition, gearing this podcast to you, job seekers, recruiters, hiring managers. If you haven't, if you can't tell, I've had a cup of coffee, I'm good to go, and I usually don't drink coffee. So yeah, I'm good. I'm 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 pumped up for this episode. But before we get into the main topic, this is like the fifth time I recorded this episode. And why, why, why? Because it's this podcast creates kind of a conundrum because I'm gearing towards uh, the focus is to three different audiences. But I'm, I think I've mentioned this before. I really think that everybody could benefit from some of this information. Even people, even recruiters or hiring managers, they're going to know, want to know about resumes because they you should be keeping yours up to date. It's not just for job seekers or unemployed or candidates because you are one, kind of. Maybe not active. So, yeah. Bit of a conundrum. And in this episode, I was going to talk about kicking off the hiring steps. And you should see, I got through not even half and went over a half hour. I thought, oh, this is going to be a two-parter. I'm going to have to break this down even in further details. And what I decided to do after recording this a few times is simply talk about some of the details that are discussed between the recruiter and the hiring manager during their initial meeting. And I'm not going to point out the obvious ones. Some will. Some will be obvious. I'll just really just recap those quickly, go over them. But the ones I'm talking about are ones that have to be tricky or lead to other things or can hang up the process, what have you. And this is to provide some insight to jobs. So why is the job seeker listening to this episode? Well, because you will find out if something gets hung up in the steps you'll know why. Maybe one of these things weren't uh, fleshed out enough. Recruiters would want to hear this simply as a refresher. Maybe some one nugget or two nuggets that they can take and on their next time that they meet with a client. Job seeker, or I'm sorry, hiring managers. This also pertains to you because you're going to be providing a lot of this information and sometimes you don't always have it. All right, let's be fair here. So again, we're trying to make all three come together. Happy ending. This is part of that. Before we go into the details, I want to make an announcement. Um, I have, uh, I want to provide resources to you folks. This podcast is a resource, but I also have a resources section on the website. I don't know if I've mentioned this before in previous episodes. And the resources are going to be broken down. Right now I have resources for job seekers and I have resources for hiring managers. The Job Seeker Resource tab, you can get uh, some resume templates off of that area. 
There's also a job tracking web sheet, spreadsheet that I put together that you're certainly willing and able, uh, or if you'd like to edit that, that's fine. Just starting points for job seekers. We have our first uh, our first resource under hiring managers. Now, this thing's awesome. A friend of mine routed this over, and it's great. I don't know who put it out there. She got it routed to her. She routed it to me. I asked for it. It's really great. Hiring managers, you're going to love this thing. It's the complete list of behavioral questions. 400 questions and scenarios. Over 400, actually. Over 400. I think maybe 420, 450. I don't know, somewhere in there. And it's spread across 40-plus competencies, ranging from adaptability to values diversity. Now, some of those competencies have more questions than others. But if you are struggling coming up with interview questions and scenarios, this thing is the bomb. Check it out. Download it for free. Again, if you find out, hey, this is the list published by this person or that organization, let me know and I will absolutely pull it down, go to them for permission and do the right thing. But I couldn't find any way to verify who actually put this thing together so I could do that. So I'm putting it out there for free. I'm not charging for it. I don't want to get in trouble and say it's mine and I put up all these questions and then charge for it. It's it's just not the right thing to do. So, But do check it out. And if you're a recruiter and you want to provide something to your hiring manager, download this thing, give it to them. They can pick out the questions they want. I've had people, some organizations have interview guides and they'll have maybe a list of five to 10 interview guides broken down by competency, leadership, adaptability, project management, whatever it is. And there may be like four or five questions in there. They're probably a little, you know, pretty comprehensive. And then the manager and the manager's interview team can choose what competencies they want to kind of gear this towards based on the role. I mean, this thing is, this is things awesome. I mean, I know a lot of people that kind of ditch that, those interview guides and just take this list. They'll go through them. They go for every role we want. We want this question asked for sure, this question for, for sure. And then depending on the other role, we'll highlight this and highlight that. And you can certainly put your own together based off of this four over 400 questions and scenarios. You know, give me an example of this. Give me a time when you did that. Um, this job requires this. Tell me how you've done that in in the organization, your previous organization. It's really awesome. Go there. Resources. It's uh, talentjockey.com forward slash hiring manager resources. All one word. And it'll get you to the right page. Check it out. Let's get into the episode. All right. So instead of glossing over or glossing over, instead of getting into a bunch of details of, oh, this is how this works and how that works and this is why or whatever, what we're going to do is we're just going to assume that the hiring manager has a vacancy, the recruiter has been notified, and if it's either a corporate recruiter or staffing recruiter, they've been notified and they're brought in and they meet with the hiring manager to get the details of the position. Not all people will meet with the hiring manager. Some people just don't need to. Maybe you're recruiting for a call center for a global company that has like a hundred of them, and that's the only role that you always recruit for, and it's the same skill and ha- skill set, and hasn't changed in years. Totally get it. But most of the times, you're gonna, you know, the recruiter's gonna meet with the hiring manager for at least fifteen minutes, maybe thirty to sixty, get some of these details knocked out. All right. So hiring manager has a vacancy. Rec is initiated. Recruiter's notified. Recruiter meets with hiring manager to get details. The standard details, which I'm not going to go into, 
are the following. Mr. or Mrs. Manager, is this an internal, or do we have any internally, internal candidates or external candidates that would, or do you know of any, oh my God, um, internal versus external candidates. Do you know anybody internally to the organization that may be good for this role? If they say, yeah, you know what, come to think about it, uh, you know, Jack or Jill will actually be good for this role. How do we get to go about, you know, making that happen? Boom, done, finished, right? Just here's what you need to do. Positions filled. Now you might have to go back, fill Jack or Jill's position, but nonetheless, I did this. I went through all these questions, got all the details, and then I said, hey, just I forgot to ask, you know, is there anybody internally that would be qualified for this position after you just giving me all the details? They say, yeah, actually there is. And they ended up hiring her and transferring her from one department to the other. And I spent, you know, 30 to 45 minutes with these two hiring managers, uh, or it was a, a senior manager and a director. And literally I could have met with them for like five minutes. Um, oh, well, what are you going to do? But something to ask. So level of the group or level of the group, level of um, the role, uh, level of the role. Okay. Got my typing here. I'll messed up level of the role, the group, this person will support any cool things that the hiring manager can provide to the recruiter that's unique about their own area. Maybe it's something they're working on. Maybe it's the environment. Maybe everybody has Nerf guns and it's Nerf gun Thursday. If you don't have one, you're in a lot of trouble. Something along those lines, something unique to the to the area. The job duties, of course, the set of skills are no-brainer. Discuss the job description. Discuss the job posting, which I'll touch on in a little bit here. <clears throat> What is missing on the team that this person can help with immediately? Any projects that the team is working on currently and where those projects are, what was the call or was the need for the project initially? Has anything changed? How far along down the road are you in in the project? What's the overall scope or length? So if it's a three-year project, how far are you into it? One year? Got it. What phase? Some of those things. Team size? How big is the team? Those are all pretty straightforward, right? You not you'll jot them down, and those are going to be conveyed to the candidate, and they may even play a role in how you post the position. Now, here are some other things. Now, these are not what I've all mentioned are not all necessarily in any specific order. So you're going to have to get into a flow and reorganize these as you see fit. Here are some details that really need to be fleshed out, and I'll tell you why. First one. Vacancy. Is it a vacancy or a newly created position? Now that may be that maybe seem like a relatively no big deal uh, question. But if it's a vacancy, it's different than newly created. Because if it's newly created, you're gonna have to determine is it newly created in the whole entire organization? So this role has never been in the org. We're creating this from scratch. Nobody's ever done this for our organization. That's different. That's going to have to get routed probably to another human resources contact or uh, it's going to, the job details posting is going to have to get vetted. Salary is going to have to be del- dictated by other compensation or, you know, accounting, not accounting, probably finance, right? And getting that in place, what's the market call for? And that you may want to just as a recruiter say, well, hold on a second. Before we get into that, I'm going to need you to do the X, Y, and Z. So we, we're all on the same page. Um, if it's newly created, the position exists in the organization, just not on the team. 
right? We've never had a business analyst and this is our first one, but we have BAs in the in the organization. Okay, that's a little bit different, not a problem. So what is specific to this role than maybe uh, other similar roles, other BAs in other areas? Okay, posting details, I mentioned that. You would think this is pretty straightforward. It, 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 this will help nip things in the bud when it comes into comes to who is applying to your position. So if you're always getting the same type of candidates with the same type of background and experience and skill set, chances are the posting is not conveying the correct information because they're reading it and somehow it's triggering them to say, oh yeah, that's me. And then another person that's similar to them, oh yeah, that's me. And they apply. And then all of a sudden you have a pool of candidates that are just missing every, you know, the really, the real nitty gritty experience that you need. So discuss that with the hiring manager. Hiring manager, understand what's going to have to go into a posting. We could do a show on posting details, which I will in the future. So I won't go into those right now, but posting is going to have to be addressed. It will save both of you a lot of time and the candidates. They don't want to apply to a position that is not right for them. So let's save everybody a time and get that thing down uh, and, and right. Salary. Again, you'd think, well, here's a salary range. It's in this grade. It's this range. If it falls anywhere in here, then great. Well, there's plenty of hiring managers that look at their current staff and say, well, you know, my highest paid individual is at 60. This is a junior level position. I've got a couple of juniors. I want to I pay this person 40K. Now, this is after you get all the skills and experience and you say, Mr. or Mrs. Recruiter says, um, yeah, hiring manager, it's not going to happen. I'm in tune with the market. This, the skills and experience that you're wanting is easily six starts at 60 K. We're not, what are we going to do? Well, no, I still want to pay him 40. Okay. That's fine. Keep in mind, this is going to take a while. It may not even come to fruition. I'm just letting you know, you post it, you do your thing as a recruiter. I say this and I explain some of these for you job seeker, because it's not always the hiring managers that's dictating things. It's not always the recruiter that's dictating things. It's a common conversation. However, the recruiter is, you know, their client is the hiring manager. That's their customer. So they're not, they want to be consultative, but they don't want to squash their hiring manager. It really isn't a good approach. Some of them do. Nope. Sorry. can't do that. Right. Heavy handed human resources may do that, but it's a conversation and you can give, everybody has a choice. Mr. and Mrs. Hiring Manager, you have an option. Let me give you your option. You, we could do that. We can keep the 40K in mind, but here's what's going to happen. You're going to get less candidates uh, that fall into that range with this experience. Are you okay with that? In turn, that's going to slow down the process and getting p- the right people to you. I just want you to be aware of that. This could go on for quite some time. Well, yep, nope. See, they they have the option there. You're giving them the choice. So pin down salary requirements and what that's going to entail. Uh, determine supervisor. Again, you think this is a no-brainer. Recruiter talking to the hiring manager. Obviously, they're the supervisor. Well, no, not necessarily. There's a team lead involved. So is this person going to be report, reporting directly to you, Mr. or Mrs. Hiring Manager? No. Oh, they're not. No, we have a te- uh, we have a team lead. They delegate the day to day tasks. Now they're not responsible for doing performance reviews. That's me, but I get feedback from them. I do meet with one on one with the 
the this is staff members all the time, you know, once a week. But they're really going to report to supervisor Jane or John. Well, then you better find out if Jane or John are on the same page as the hiring manager because the last thing you want to do is find out that they're both involved in screening the individual and one's looking for one candidate and the other's looking for another candidate. You're going to, it's just, it's going to go on forever again. So let's nail that down. So the recruiter may have to circle back with the supervisor. All right. And also this helps explain. So when the candidate comes on and they've interviewed with all these people, they realize when they start, they're like, oh, they're reporting to Jack or Jane or Jill and Jack. Yeah. What I say? Jack or Jane instead of the hiring manager that they've been interfacing with all this time. It sounds silly, but you got to ask the question. Red flags. Mr. and Mrs. Hiring Manager, can you give me any information that I should be aware of when I talk to individuals that you do not want to see? That could be just a particular skill, could be a particular environment that this individual might come from. But it's really easy, really quick. I know what you want. Now tell me what you don't want. I mean, obviously, the don't wants are anything that are opposite of the wants. But there, you may be surprised at the answer that comes from this. You know, we really don't want anybody that's been using this. It's great. Cognos reporting is great. But we really need somebody with business objects. Got it. Okay, no problem. Then they can ask and screen those out, either by resume or by talking to individuals. Relocation. Tricky. Ask if it's offered by the by the hiring manager. Are they going to kick in and cover the cost of relocation? Is it on the table? Because this will determine one of a few things. If it is not on the table, the next question is, will they be okay to hiring from outside the area? And... When you talk to candidates and they're from outside the area, the recruiter can talk to them and say, I understand you are in Arizona. This position is in Wisconsin. We are not offering relocation, but I do like your skill set. And I wanted to bring that up right off the bat. First question I'm going to ask before we get into any details. If relocation is not offered to you, are you going to be willing to come and work for us? Let the candidate go ahead, job seeker, just be honest. If they say, no, I really need relocation assistance, great, done. We don't offer it. Have a nice day. I'd like to keep you in mind. We may have another hiring manager that does offer it for another role that may fit you. Great, give me a call. Now, they may not be available in six months or whenever that time lapses, but at least you addressed it. Now, you give the candidate a call. They say, you know, I have family in Wisconsin. I'm going to move there anyway. So I'd prefer relocation assistance, but I'm coming regardless. Great. When do you plan on being in the area? Is that, you know, based on a certain time frame or, you know, if we get you hired before then, can you make the move here on your own uh, on time? And they'll let you know. So boom, that's done. It's finished. At the end, you know, the candidate's not going to come up and say, hey, where's my relocation package? Okay. It's already addressed right away. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Relocation. Boom. Check that off the box. Check that off, right? All right. Questions to ask in phone screens. Quick hits. Mr. or Mrs. Hiring Manager, do you have one or one or three questions that you would like me to ask this candidate? So when I present you with the answer, I can either say, this is not what you're looking for and just 
automatically disposition them, or you will be able to determine by their answer that they are uh, good to talk to with you in the next step or not. Hire manager, you got to get your stuff together on some of this stuff. You're going to have to do some work, and that's one of those things. Come up with a question that, I mean, you should have a question. You've worked in your industry for probably some time now. You should have a question to be able to pose a candidate to determine whether they're in the ballpark or not. Now, it may not be, you know, cut and dry. If they answer it this way, it's a no, but at least gives you an idea, starting point to elaborate when you do talk to them. Hey, I noticed that you only have like a year of experience in this. How how deep is that? How much do you know within that one year? They may know more than somebody that's been doing it for five years because it's just maybe a, a smaller percentage or a sliver of what that five-year person's been doing. All right. Urgency. Sense of urgency. Mr. or Mrs. Hiring Manager. Oh, it's urgent. Yeah. We had uh, we had John leave last week and uh, we're just buried. We're swamped. I need somebody ASAP. So do you have anybody? Whoa. Slow this train down. Get an idea of urgency because they may say it's urgent. You get that, especially if they elaborate like that, like it's really urgent and they go into why. But you know, there's some that will just respond, yeah, it's really urgent. The faster, the better, the sooner than later. Define what urgency is. Also lay out, recruiter, um, lay the fact, lay it out where it's, it's the hiring manager is going to have, have to help with that sense of urgency. You can do so much. You can post it very quickly. You could really say, okay, I've got a plan. Here's what we're going to do. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, I'm going to post it. And then as soon as we get somebody to apply to it, I'm not going to wait for a pool of candidates to choose from and vet through. I'm, as they apply, I'm going to review them. And then if I find one that I like, if it's really urgent, I don't find it necessary for me to phone interview them. I'm just going to schedule them with you. I will route the resume over, but I'm going to schedule it and the resume will just be a heads up for what you'll be looking at when you talk to them. It'll move things along really quickly. Interviews. How many interviews? Because the more interviews that and rounds that you have, the longer it takes. So what we're going to need to do, typically if it's a two-round face-to-face interview type of scenario, we're going to nail that down to one round. Maybe we'll even skip the phone interview. And we'll just say, we like this person, like what they have, we're going to bring them in for an hour and then we're going to make a decision. Are you comfortable with that? Mr. Business Hire Manager will get out of their comfort zone and say, oh, no, 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 we got to do a phone interview. Then we got to do two interviews. And each round is going to have four people each, which is going to be eight, which is ridiculous uh, in some situations, not all, but in some situations. And that's going to drag it out. Now, recruiter person knows what urgency means. Urgency does not trump what they find comfortable. Okay, got it. Oh, this is different. That to me is not urgency as a recruiter. And then when you go to the the job seeker, the applicant, you can set these expectations. Um, you know, how quickly are they looking to fill this position? Now you could say, well, they're very urgent. But now after that conversation with the hiring manager, you can say, well, the, you know, we're going to go through the steps. It may take a little while. We don't want you to get hauled up. But if you do have something going on, please inform me so I can convey that to the hiring manager. We could take appropriate steps to make sure that if you are well qualified and we do want to pursue you, that we're just not going to lose you because we're not moving appropriately in time. 
All right. Urgency. Nobody knows what that is. All right. Environment person would come from. What type of environment? Large, small, conservative, you know, cube farm, bullpen type of environment. That's going to see if they can fit in. Uh, This, another thing this environment comes from, um, you may be able to weed this out. I had an individual who was referred over. I talked to him. Small, came from a small environment, good experience. Thought they could fill a couple roles, but probably not the one I was talking to them about. And then later I found out that the person who referred, okay, and I managed to refer this person over, had said, I, I don't know if he would be a good fit for our organization after talking to him. And he knows him personally. And I said, well, why do you say that? Well, we were talking one day and I was asking him how his day was going. And he's like, yeah, I'm in two meetings. It's going to take up probably half my day. And I can't stand meetings. And then I look and he says, well, and you know our environment. You know, we do a lot of meetings and it takes up usually the full day. So if he doesn't care for a couple meetings that are going to take half a day, then that person's probably got to, he's going to go nuts in our environment, right? So that goes to fit. Job seekers, this is something where if you are disqualified from a role, it isn't necessarily going to be because of your qualifications. It may be something where it's not something that you want to do or it's not a, a way that you like to work. So why even you know, expose yourself to something like that where you're just not going to have good job satisfaction. Now, recruiters, you need to tell those candidates that. Now, the candidate's going to, they may argue, no, no, I know I said that, but still, I mean, I'm okay with that, blah, blah, blah. But come on now, everybody's got to be honest in this process or it's going to fall apart and people aren't going to be happy. So environment, got it? Just one, one example. Competition. Mr. and Mrs. Hiring Manager, if we were to go out into the marketplace and try to find these people, what other organizations would have these type of people? And they should know, or maybe their team knows, and that's just through networking. Uh, Maybe it's just in the local market. We know that company XYZ across town has tons of these people. That allows the recruiter, if you got a sourcer, to go back to the sourcer and say, hey, I know this is all the hiring manager mentioned that XYZ company's got a lot of these people. Great. The sourcer can go in to LinkedIn. They can go on the web. They can start making calls into that organization, running queries against that organization in LinkedIn and finding people, emailing them and saying, hey, you know, if you're not happy in your role, we've got something that may be similar in skill set, but a lot different in environment and how we do things. And then they could start sourcing that way. All right. Hire manager, you got to kind of know that stuff. Um, interview team. So I mentioned the interview and the steps involved in what things are, what is involved with, with knowing these steps, right? Typically, it's not uncommon where human resources or recruiter in HR or even uh, staffing will will phone screen this individual in one capacity. Some staffing firms will have even met this person ahead of time and that's already out of the way so they could just submit them over to a client. That That's their edge. Hiring managers, you got to get this stuff down, okay? You got to know who's on your interview team and let them know that they're on your interview team. I've met with man, hiring managers. Who's the interview team? I don't know. I'll get that to you later. Nah, that sucks. Totally sucks. It, it, it falls apart in the end. Not always. It's just not the way to do it. Okay, I'll tell you what. You give me the interview team, then we'll move forward. I got all this other details. I just need that, and we'll, we'll, we'll hit the on button. 
Why? Why can't you do the posting and all this other stuff? Because when I talk and I get things rolling, I don't want to stop. You know, I don't want to halt the train. You know, stopping uh, a million ton freight train is hard and it, it doesn't do anybody any favors. Hiring manager, get the interview team nailed down. And then when you do, talk to them and let them know. I, I, I've had this happen. Send out a, a schedule invite to a customer of the hiring manager. And that customer may be a manager in that organization. And they're involved uh, They're involved because they're the customer. The, the group supports this, this customer. And the customer gets the email invite and says, uh, Sean, I got this. I don't know what this is. What's this all about? And I say, well... Hiring manager over here said that they wanted you involved in the interview for this vacancy that they have. Well, I don't, I don't know anything about it. Great. That, okay. You know, now the recruiter's in a pickle and has to say, okay, Mr. Or Mrs. Hiring manager, you didn't go and talk to them and accept the expectations. Another thing is what happens if you have a room of four directors and all four directors are you know, looking at this candidate and they all love this person and they get a customer who's a VP that outranks all of them in a hierarchy. And that VP says, no, they're not qualified. Now what do you do? What do you do? You have four directors, the hiring manager and three of their peers, but the VP doesn't want to hire them. Got to get on the same page, folks. This is where you're setting the expectations with the interview team. So if you're a hiring manager in that situation, what you do is you go to the customer who's the VP and say, hey, I, I want your feedback. We've already vetted these candidates for qualifications. We know that they can do the job. We know that they have the skills. What we would like to have is just your feedback on some of the soft skills and make sure that they can work with your team and not tick anybody off. That's really what we're looking for. We're not looking for you to come back with a hard and fast, well, we don't think they can do the job or not. We believe that they can. We just want to make sure that they can work and have a certain approach that you can appreciate. Candidates, the reason this is done is because they don't want to have you come in, have a particular approach that you're comfortable with and you're, you're really good at it, but they don't like it. And it's not that you're not doing a good job. They just don't, may not like your approach. So it's that's that's chemistry. That that's really what it comes down to: chemistry, personal uh, personality, culture fit, things of that those you know things of that nature. Okay, okay. So hiring managers, you got to get you got to get your act together on that stuff. Nip that in the bud. I'm telling you, it'll help out, and it's not that hard, really. Email, just wanting to let you know. Good, okay. Inform you. Now, as far as steps go, the more steps, the more rounds, the longer it's going to take to hire somebody. And frankly, if you're hiring for an entry-level person, you don't need eight people to interview them. You're a hiring manager. You're empowered. You make the decision. You've got where you are today based on what you've done and your achievements and accomplishments. Part of that should be working with a team and hiring folks. Make the decision. I know a lot of organizations do you know, consensus because one, may, one manager may inherit that individual down the road. You know, just feel confident. Get through the unknown. Make things known through the interview process and make a decision um, and do it in a timely fashion without overburdening the candidate, having them come in three or four times to meet with 12 people. In some roles, it's necessary, maybe, but let's be reasonable de- depending upon the level of the role. Okay. Recruiters, you got to push on that. You got to push on that. Candidates, 
This is one I'm, I'm on your side on. We got to make that candidate experience better. Next one, last one, details on how the manager can help with recruitment. Recruiters, you got to give them some ideas. They have no idea. Hiring managers don't know how, how they can help you help them. Get them on social media, have them post links, talk to their network. I mean, they may go to social functions. You know, as candidates get unemployed, I tell them that they got to start talking to people and letting people know that they're unemployed so that they can get the message out in case one of those people happen to get a lead on an opening that they can send over to them and make that happen, right? It shouldn't be something that they are ashamed of. Same thing with hiring managers. You need to start talking about your open vacancy to your neighbors um, in passing conversation, small talk, you know, you never know when one of those individuals will say, you know what, My, I've got a cousin that does exactly what you're looking for, I think. Well, he does something with computers, kind of a technical guy. I'm not sure if he'd be good for your role, but, you know, I'd certainly pass the information along. Great. That'd be greatly appreciated. All right. See, so some of those things get people out there on the, you know, interwebs doing that stuff. Holy cow. Some good stuff. I hope everybody found something of value in this episode six of uh, Talent Jockey. If I missed one or if there's something that you find really valuable, because if you don't nail down as a recruiter or hiring manager, things will fall apart. Let me know. Go to the website. Go to talentjockey.com forward slash zero zero six. Leave a comment in the show notes and let me know. Also, if you'd like to get some, uh, sign up for my email newsletter. I'm putting it together now. It's going to be called Talent Jockey Triple Crown. And in that newsletter, uh, I'm not going to spam you. I'm not going to put it out every day, but it will, you know, give you an update on what I'm doing, um, any new programs or initiatives that I'm going to be doing through Talent Jockey that you can take advantage of or pass it along. I haven't gotten any, I haven't sent out any to this point, but feel free to send that out. I may put in some promo codes for some workshops that I'll be putting together in the future. I won't share your email with anybody out there. I I respect everybody's personal online privacy. All right. Well, I'll let you go. You enjoy your day. Make it a good one. And thanks so much for listening again. Peace out.